Greetings, Earthlings. This is your extra tasty, extraterrestrial Tony Chava checking in on this beautiful Sunday out here uh, to let you guys in the intro for episode six. Me and Beth start talking from years 1999 uh, onward, kind of our high school years. And it's the new millennium, so it's us, you know, getting ready for a bold new world. Perfect timing for an alien to kind of make his getaway. So uh, sit back, relax as we continue on our little journey. Uh, me and Beth, episode six. Check me out on Jive as Alien. I'll see you guys later. Only Beth, aka Bob. Oh, that works. <laughs> no, you don't like Bob. No. Okay, fine. So it's Beth. No, just too Beth. many bad Bobs in my time. Really? Yeah. That many? Yeah. What about Roberts? I've had some shitty Roberts in there. No, that's the shitty Roberts too. <laughs> More shitty That sounds Roberts? like a name of a band, the Shitty Roberts. The shitty Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're the Shitty Roberts. What what kind of genre would you would you think they do? Right away, I think folk, but that's not. Well, good. no, not folk. Okay. I'd say something punk? like punk. Yeah. We're the Shitty Roberts, like one, uh, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. We don't give our spirit change. No, 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 no. Like because um, every punk band does the one, two, three, four. Well, that's right, yeah. And he's like, you're like sitting there trying to take notes, like, okay, I lost, I lost track. One, two, three, four. Da, 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 da. Only because that's the level, the only level of education they all complete is. Oh, shit, that's four. really, I've never heard that before. Well, so maybe once we start getting a punk rock, but so yeah. years 1999 to um, present day, we're only, I don't know how many years we're going to be in. So 99 was kind of the big change. Like I said, I just completed um, sophomore, freshman year in high school. Down in Southgate, you know, I'm an L.A. boy, you know, the hustle and bustle of the city, you know, living the fast life, uh, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, um, no sex, no drugs yet, maybe some alcohol here and there, and actually hip-hop, rap and hip-hop, that's where I got into music. Mm-hmm. 97-ish is kind of where my cousin, again, where I stole so much of my persona from, um, he was big into music, and let's date this a bit, Beth, did you ever listen to... Or do you ever get in the mail your parents the Columbia Music Club? Yes. BMG. Oh my god. Yeah, yes, my parents about... did that. They'd come in the little brown packages. Yeah. They usually send you two CDs and if you want you kept one, you had to pay for it, but otherwise you had to send them back. So automatically they would send or you put your preferences, right? Yeah, you'd put yeah. your preferences and they they'd just send you random CDs and if you liked it you kept it and paid for it, but otherwise you had to send them back. You know, we're we're uh, well, that was before so thirteen, fourteen years old. And so you get you get a CD, a whole CD, twelve between twelve and twenty songs, for the low low price of one penny. Like how can yeah. you eat that, right? <laughs> but of course, you read the fine print, and I believe I think you have to sell your soul, give you know your firstborn child something like that. Yeah, if you want to box it, you got to cut off like one of your testicles or something, or send off <laughs> one of your nipples. But it was very much like if you like the CD, we'll bill you the full price, and it was always like twenty bucks. It was like twenty, but like. You started to do the whole inflation BS, but twenty bucks in nineteen ninety nine, like that's like that's like sixty bucks, maybe. Yeah. So it meant something back then. But once you know, once I started like collecting. I don't know my, if it's just because we were kids and any money we got was great. Oh, I mean, as a or, kid, if somehow I stole a hundred bucks, like I'd be like, "Dude, I'm gonna retire. I'm gonna move to Tahiti. <laughs> I can't even find Tahiti on the map, but I'm moving there. I'm retiring. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Um, I have enough money to run away from home now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of your stupid rules. I can't have my booger wall. I can't put my boogers up on my wall. This is BS, man. <laughs> this is attic up, attic up. And so I do my little, I tie up my little bindo, my little bindo stag, and I'm, and I'm out of this, I'm out of this hellhole. And once I, and once I buy like, uh, you know, my little, my little drugs, like, dude, hundred bucks doesn't go far at all, man. And I don't know if I touched on this, but I, I, I hate trying to re- retread because there's so much to talk about. But roughly in middle school, where I had like, uh, I think I talked with my dad, but where we lived in that house, the witch lady or whatever. But there was this little old lady who was retired. She was in like World War II, I think, too. And I can't remember what capacity. I want to say she was a nurse, but she also worked for the Postal Service. And they have real, nowadays, the Postal Service is, doesn't look as healthy, but they had a real good pension. You know, she was retired at that time. And my best friend at the time, she would always, she didn't have no kids as far as I know. You know, she lived alone. She was a cat lady. Mm-hmm. That was my first experience with a cat lady. But I, I like the Simpsons. She wouldn't fling them at you. But, <laughs> Scream gibber. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> but, but she always used to put milk for them and, and um, buy back. All her money went, like 90% of it. I don't know if she owned her house, I guess, at the time. But all her money went to, like, cat food. It always smelled like cat because my dad would always do you know, oh, work God, house. Oh, God, that must have been awful. And this is the thing, too. Like, <clears throat> she used to wear, you know, stockings. They were always shredded from the cats. Always shredded from the cats, dude. But the cats are bastards. Yeah, there's some 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 BSs, and I'm kind of saving it for like a driving episode, car episode. But one of my first times I started driving was with her vehicle. She had a Ford Escort. Oh wow! Like, yeah, you don't even. Uh, That's your first <laughs> my first, first experience. experience with driving is something like that. And so that established the trend of like the kind of action I would get as a cool kid, because like. My, my, like, what was her first car? A mother effing Ford Escort, right? <laughs> I remember my dad <clears throat> showing me driving in that. And I, we touched about it in his episode. But so anyway, she would get at her pension and stuff like that. And my best friend, <clears throat> she'd always go to his house because she was real close to um, his mom. And they'd watch the soaps, the Spanish soaps. Mm-hmm. And from be- between, and this still goes on to this day where they have soaps. It's roughly from like 7 p.m. to 10, maybe. So you have that, that block of, of soaps and, and they're all really? the same thing, just different characters, right? Usually, uh, I thought the soaps came on like during the day, like most people are at school or with Spanish soaps. Oh. See, I'm talking Spanish soaps, and they come out during the day too, because you know when I when I was home from school, whatever, my mom would watch them. But the, the witch lady that lived in front of our house, she had she would watch the English soaps because I remember when we used to kind of hang out her, and so and I, and I was like, what is this dumbness? Because you're watching these people way too dramatic and, and a lot of like lust, you know, a lot of, like come here. Uh, you mean Samantha. the Spanish, the Spanish soaps aren't like that. They're way worse because <laughs> this is the thing when it comes to Spanish, and this is my interpretation. But when it comes to Spanish medium, they they steal English TV and just mm-hmm. slap. A, 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 sometimes it's like the exact same storyline. Like throughout the years, I've noticed they have um, like Family Feud, right? Mm-hmm. Family Feud is like where the game show where they talk to people, and like we polled a hundred people, and this is what we think of the popular. But they have this in, in the Spanish version. And it's the exact same. I mean, the phrases are the same. I swear to God, sometimes the homes look exactly the same. But <laughs> so they just completely and and you know, I guess copyright laws they don't go south of the border or something. But as from what I understand, they record a lot of stuff in like Miami, I guess. Mm-hmm. But so going back, they have the Spanish soaps. So she would go watch Spanish soaps, and I don't know where we got this idea, but um, as a safety thing or whatever, his mom had like a spare key to her house, mm-hmm. and somehow my, my, my maybe he was because de- my buddy would steal from his mom. And oh. I was I was still for my mom too. That's how I kept my little fat fat. So I got nobody to blame for myself now. That I think about it because we had a Taco Bell behind our house, behind the street. And so I'd steal a dollar and I'd go get my double decker tacos and mm. dude, 
Those are good. They call them something else now, I think, which is BS. But well, they're not like the the same ones they were back then. Now they have like you know the flatbread instead of the flour tortilla. Oh really? I didn't know that. That's garbage now. Yeah. Boycott Taco Bell. We don't want sponsorship. I I remember the the commercials for those when they first came out had Shaq on them. What? Uh, explain. I I don't remember them all. How did how did it look? I think it was, I think it was Shaq and Charles Barkley, some other basketball player. Yeah. And Charles Barkley, other bald, sexy man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's actually he actually did a lot of commercials for Taco Bell. Really? Yeah. No. Even you know up to like you know, ten years ago. I I say recently. That's ten years, ten years ago or so. It's a decade ago, man. <laughs> but um. <clears throat> Yeah, it's like they were arguing. You know, I like soft. I like crunchy. I like soft. Oh, I like shit. crunchy. And so someone holds up a double decker taco, and they're like best friends now. You see them on like tandem bikes and do you know oh, rowboats and doing all this you know best friend stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna add that to my look up. YouTube. Yeah, you'll have you'll have to try and find it like old double decker Taco Bell commercials. You know what? I'm sure it's on, I'm sure it's on there. I'm gonna start some conspiracy theories then, because both those individuals struggle with their weight too. Charles Barkley really? notoriously, yeah, notoriously struggled with the weight. Like he, he did get a little chunky as he retired. Oh, there's no little. No, there, there's these <laughs> chunky. And then well, Shaq you know, too. anyone as they get get older, their metabolism slows down. I mean, he's not like super old, but he's getting to that point where you know. Well, I started suffering with that around middle school. So like, oh, know. I started suffering with that since kindergarten. Well, <laughs> I watched videos of me from like my sister's birthdays, like in the mid nineties. That was one slim, sexy bastard. Not only that, but I had my shirt tucked in, so like you you're know, sharp, dude. I was looking good. I'm climbing trees in my jeans and my and my cool uh, uh, Looney Tunes uh, thugs <laughs> costume. You know, where they have the backwards hat and the, um, the, the baggy jeans. Yeah, they got the the Africa pin you know, and all that cool arms stuff. Arms crossed in front of them. Looking yeah, all we're cool. too cool for school. Yeah, Taz yeah. doesn't spin anymore. He just crosses his hands like I'm too cool for that, bro. Yeah, but um, yeah, Taco Bell, man, double deckers. Get I'm gonna have to get Taco Bell on the way home now. Seriously, I really, it sounds really good. <laughs> Even though we had Taco Bell last night for dinner, I love Taco Bell. Dude, the variety is so there. Ten bucks and you can feed a family of six. You know? mm-hmm. Like proven, but but yeah. So the, the, for somebody who doesn't know the double decker taco, so it's the the soft taco with you know the ground beef and the lettuce and the so, you know what a goddamn taco is. Yeah, the, and, the, the crunchy taco and it was wrapped with beans and yeah, the, the, the beans flour and the flour tortilla. So I mean. And and how many did I eat? Probably like three at a time. Well, that you know, I was sending my mom's money, so I'd be like one at a time. But there were a, a buck. There were only a buck for like ninety nine cents, whatever. I got a dollar. You break it, whatever you do. But that's it, man. But nowadays, with you know, I gotta pay a buck something. Like kiss my ass with that yeah. nonsense. I remember back. This is really dating myself. Back, Taco Bell had the. Uh, I think McDonald's did too. But I remember the Taco Bell's commercials because they had little Richard in them. <laughs> oh, cool. And they had rest the, in peace, the, man. He passed away this week. Yeah, the, the fifty nine, the seventy nine, and the ninety nine menu. What? Yeah. Can you get anything for fifty nine there nowadays? A cup of water, I, I, maybe a cup of water. <laughs> Not if you put ice in it. That's how I like like flip flop your like so like, like the hell with Taco Bell. It's like the ninety nine cent. Oh, getting fancy there, big spender. No, we'll we'll go for the fifty nine cent menu. Well, yeah, the fifty nine is like um, there's there's a girl you ask out, and you're, you're not sure how you feel about her. 79 is like uh, maybe a first date, and, and the 99, that's the third date, so that's when you get lucky. <laughs> you spent a whole dollar, like, yeah, that's... Well, back in the day, you know, inflation, that was maybe worth like two bucks, I don't know. Yeah. But so, and you know, we still from my mom, but anyway, somehow he, he got in his mind, he got the key. Well, we broke into this lady's house, because she had the back door, so we broke through the damn cats, right? 
Mm-hmm. So you didn't get attacked by cats? Yeah, her sentries were not very good, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, be a dog lady at least, you know? But anyway, you broke into her house. You broke into her house. But so, and she was very religious. Um, I used to think my dad and I, just in our conversation, I used to think they met in church, but it wasn't that at all. They met at, like at Home Depot or something. But um, we went to her house, and so what she would do, she would go to the, she'd get her pension, whatever, collect the money. And we even, she had a piano in her living room, and she put her money right on top of the piano. And so we went there, and see, we were smart. We didn't take the whole stack, but we took, I don't know how many hundred we came up with, but we stole quite a bit of money. And we were, you know, eight years old, nine years old. And my favorite part of that story, well, you can call it that, but she was very religious. She had a wall of like Jesus's and, mm-hmm. and like a wall filled with picture frames of like saints and you know, she was Catholic saints and all these different guys. Oh, the Virgin Marys. Exactly. So the very first time I remember, like you know, my hand on the on the on the money, and it's some straight up Indiana Jones. Like this is you know, this is you decide your fate here. Yeah. So I look up at the wall and I see all these Jesus looking at me like, oh Tony, don't don't do that. You know, like <laughs> this is like. This is gonna set the 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 path of your life. You know, you're either gonna go to a life of sin or a life of like. Uh, of, before I finish the sentence, I already had the money in my pocket. I'm out the door, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you chose the life of sin. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But it was like we lived like kings for like a solid week. I remember. Um, no, we went there and we got like uh, no good sir. Give me the two double decker oh. or the the meal with the soda with the drink. Yes, with yes, the drink. And throwing your money on the counter like you know, just throw it up in the air. Like 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 Burns, yeah, just like Burns, just throwing my money in the air. (laughs) We bought top hats and we had canes and everything. Um, And that was kind of the 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 summer of uh, I don't know, summer '95, but I remember it was when when they were popular. But we we went through like a a splurge of pogs. We bought like stacks of pogs. We bought even those those. If anybody knows what pogs are, the little milk carton cardboard cutouts that you know you play where you put them face down and you hit them. And they had, you know, Simpson, Pog, Alf Pog. They just like little, I didn't even get any plastic ones. All the ones I saw were just cardboard. cardboard. They were cheap. They're well, I don't even know if they made plastic Pogs, but the Slammers. The Slammers were yeah. plastic. But, you know, they, they always reminded me of, um, I, I I didn't buy into the whole Pogs thing, but I had a few that people had given me, yeah. and I'd pretend they were poker chips. Oh, okay. I'd sit there and, like, shuffle Gamble. them like poker, like, you know. Pull them up and drop them like they do oh, in yeah, the like, movies. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. yeah. pretend they were poker chips. Well, see, we, what about your brother? Did your brother get into him? He was a little Not really. No. He was he was a little smarter than he than he, he was into comic books. Oh, okay. That's where his money went. But, and baseball cards. So the pogs were popular, and I remember like so we splurged on on pogs, and then um the, the, so the slammers we even bought the sort of luxury slammers which were like solid metals. Oh wow! And they were like two inch thick. And spoiler alert for if you're not a fan of, or you don't know nothing about the pogs, they're completely useless in the game. Yeah. Because they just clump down there. And uh, so the plastic, the plastic slammers were the best ones. Uh, but we used to get fancy ones. We get the ones with cool emblems on it and stuff like that. I actually been lifting them up recently, and I'm kind of tempted to buy, <laughs> buy a kit because I thought they'd be crazy. Expensive. It'd probably be crazy. Yeah, I figured you know the nostalgia would make it more expensive now. No, nah, but it's not because they also have like a kit to make your own pogs. What? Yeah, that's where I'm getting. Get, I'm getting nuts and thinking about buying some for my nephews so they can make their own pogs. <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be sitting there. I don't know. This, that's you know, an old, old fad, but they'll be sitting there playing with their fidget spinners like what the hell are pogs? <laughs> yeah, but the fidget spinners like they're probably is- not even a thing anymore. They're probably like, dude, that was like a fad, you know, six months ago. 
you, you know, you, yeah, but do you play with, he's got a Batman fidget spinner. Yeah. Right? Do you Batman. actually play with it? Well, I mean, I, I will right now. This is funny, when I when I stumbled across it a few days ago or a week ago, like, the, the one that, the main one, it doesn't even work that good anymore. I don't even know what they're for. To fidget. It just, that's all it does. Like, and look, it has some on the wings, but you can't flick it. It's too big. See, something like that would be useful for Lily because she can't stay still. Oh, you know what? Maybe I have a fidget spinner I could give you because my nephew's got into it for like two minutes. And it's one of those kind of where yeah. you like stupid kids with their fans. And like, well, see, that oh, one, you know, I, I saw yeah. a lot of kids. Got yeah, that too. <laughs> I saw a lot of kids with their parents in stores and the kids are playing with them. It's like, that's a great, I thought, you know, that's as a parent now, that's a great way to keep your kids from grabbing everything. Yeah. Their yeah, yeah, their hands are busy. Well, and they went, it went kind of nuts because I used to stumble over the liquor. This is more like recent uh, history, I guess, but. I used to watch a lot where they have, um, like, the spinners where, well, not even the spinners, they call, I forgot what they call it, but it's like a cube where one side has different distractions. Like, this one has, like, little clickers, one has, like, a little scrolling button, mm -hmm. and they don't do nothing except just sort of keep you busy. So you sit there, like, fidget. And it's, and it's funny, because I am a fidgeter, like, I was, oh, I've had too. this pen, and it's one of those, I know since, like, middle school, I always had, a, what's a, like, an oral fixation. That's why I always like chew gum a lot. So mm -hmm. even now I'll, I, I chew my I chew my lip a lot, and you know, my mom thinks like I'm nervous. Like no, I'm just kind of like bored. Bored, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But all right, let's not jump way out ahead. So let's go mm -hmm. back to the so '99. We moved to Oregon. Well, I stole money, so I'm a, I'm a piece of shit, right? Um, but I got rich <laughs> off pogs. Now. So '99, we moved to Oregon. That's kind of where it shifted like my, my mindset. One big thing that I didn't realize that till years later. But it definitely messed up with my sort of, uh, my sense of self. Like, I feel that's what I, I've never really kind of gone to therapy or whatever. But I feel like that's where a lot of my stuff where I'm no longer distracted by the city, by the noise and the hustle and the bustle. If you ever go camping, that's where you see that sort of, it's that change. very quiet. Yeah. It, so, like, you hear the wind, you hear the trees, you hear, you hear a bird for your first time. Like, other than pigeons, I don't even think I knew what birds were. So, in Oregon, it was... I very much feel like I had this, this sort of epiphany or whatever, and I wasn't doing drugs at that time, so very much my voice was like, what's going on, Tony? Like, who the, hell? <laughs> who the F is that? Like, there's nobody around. There's legit nobody around, and it's like, dude, it's, it's your inner voice. Like, like what now? It, it, it was very startling to me, because it's almost like where I, I guess it, it, it went away from, uh, you know, I wasn't around, like, friends and family. It was like completely different scenario. It's definitely a different world. You know, it was a different environment. It wasn't like a, there's probably no Costco's up there at that time. That was not where we lived at. And stuff like that where it was a huge shift. And, you know, a societal shift. Uh, um, not only the environment, but, like, the people. The culture was different. Mm -hmm. I remember up there they have a K-Duck. Because they're big duck fans in Oregon. There's a big split almost right across the middle of Oregon where north of it is the Beavers. The Corvallis, mm -hmm. uh, Corvallis Oregon, which we were real close by. Is that where Beaverton is? Yeah, Beaverton, Oregon. I don't know where... No, Corvallis, Oregon is where the Beavers are, and I don't know how close Beaverton is, but it's somewhere in, in Oregon, if I recall. It um, is in Oregon. Yeah. I don't know if it's East Oregon or Southern Oregon, but from... I think it's more Southeast, but uh, go, go on. But they have like Grants Pass, um, there's an M word there, not the, not the MF word, but... And they have, um, from, from that kind of split, South is all duck territory, the Oregon Ducks. Mm -hmm. And like I got the mighty ducks. Of yeah. Well, they're not that mighty. They're just mm -hmm. Oregon ducks. But they're they, they're sponsored by Nike and uh, like 
they're one of those, if you follow college football, yeah, they have like 20 different uniforms. Like every time I've seen a game, it's like, what year is it from? Like, oh, this is from last week. They change their uniforms so often because hmm. they, they're, they're exclusively by them. But anyway, I don't give a shit about the sports, spoiler alert. But so there was a huge split, but it's very outdoorsy. And so I start kind of hearing my own voice. And that was the summer of, of 99. And um, we went to the, and the school where we moved in, this little town we lived in a couple months. So where I started my sophomore year, it was right across from like these railroad tracks. It was like within spitting distance. Like I, I could just step outside and look around this building and I could see the school. So I had no excuse for being late. And so that's kind of where I went to school for my sophomore year. And every school year I went to a different school almost. Like I did that too. No, and it wasn't like you expect somebody that moves to school so much like, oh, because they're a problem child. And it almost I kinda was because around middle school, like I mentioned before, I sort of started getting disillusioned with school and like I had this idea of like, what was the point of school? You know, I don't wanna so I kinda slacked off, but it's almost like I was smart enough to know just how little to do to get by. Mm-hmm. Something like you said with your... Uh, I think everyone feels that way in middle school because it's such a hard time in their life. That's when a lot of kids, you know, are going through puberty or just finished going through puberty. and A lot of heavy petting. Yeah, and just, you know, well, hormones me, going but... crazy, you know, all these new feelings they don't understand. Start hating your parents. Start and... hating your parents. I'm so yeah. much like you. That's why I hate you so much, mm-hmm. yeah. And but yeah, I think everyone has a hard time in junior high, but it's because of that. Well, that's kind of where I, I just school wise, I just said, nah, I don't want to deal with this man. And so I started slacking off, and, and each year got progressively worse. Like, I'm not going to blame the, 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 the shift from that either. You know, I didn't get to say goodbye to my friends, and I mentioned there was a girl that I was really vibing with that I thought, like, oh, we're going to have a great summer. Like, I walked north from school, and these guys just vanished from, from people's lives, and it was kind of. I don't know if I just vanished from my life too. And we were close to her family. You know, we had extended family. And so sophomore year was rough. I was there a few years. And I didn't even finish it there, but I got decent grades. That was the one and only time I had shop class in Oregon. And I was oh, wow. back when they had shop class. 2000, well, 99, like I said, 99. And to add to the whole turmoil was like the big Y2K. Man. Oh, God. How'd you, do you remember? I didn't. I didn't care about Y two K. Computers are gonna die. Like whatever. I'm gonna die anyway. I don't care. I'm not afraid. I, I knew it was all BS. Really? You <laughs> yeah. weren't afraid of the computer resetting back to 1900, and then you know we'd be all having to wear. Uh, you know, st- we'd have to ride around in our penny farthings and all that. Nah, nah. My family didn't play and do that at all. At all. We didn't hoard water. Out, yeah. We didn't. You know, build a bomb shelter. If people get that little like you know um, chill on their spine and. Uh, like deja vu, like you didn't hoard water and toilet paper and yeah. batteries and uh, what's the other thing that we hot pockets? Yeah, yeah, all the stuff you and so- soap. Yeah, that's right. Soap. Sanitizer. Um, sanitizer, not back then. We didn't care about. I had my booger wall up to recently, so I was not too concerned with my hygiene. That's for damn sure. I didn't, you know, I fake baths. Remember that I mentioned that? Like, I would hide out in the bathroom and just slap run the water. Water. Yeah, just run the water. Yeah, just run the slap a little water on my face, like. And like, Did you shower in there? Yes, mom. And I come out and like, yeah, I change, maybe I change my underwear. That'd be a nice thing to to figure out, you know. But yeah. maybe you don't want to know. <laughs> it's one of those, some things are best left left uncovered. Yeah. So yeah, we didn't do the hoarding thing. Um, maybe it was more because it was remote. I, I feel like in the city, it'd be way more prevalent. You know, it'd be one of those where it sort of disrupts your your normal life. So you'd be going, like you know, in the last couple months here in 2020, you go to the store like. I'm going to buy my normal 
every month's uh, routine of toilet paper, like, oh, you can't. Like, mm-hmm. okay, can I buy anything? Can I buy, you know, maybe not the, the Charmin bears, but can I buy anything to wipe my ass with? Like, well, here's a stack of notebook paper because I don't think kids are going back to school, you know? Yeah, and there's, there's no toilet paper to be had. And they're like, oh, don't use paper towels. That clogs up the sewer system. Oh, really? I don't even yeah. hear that part. Yeah, paper towels and Kleenex. Like, don't use that. It's like, well, what am I supposed to use? <laughs> what about wet wipes? What What are your thoughts on wet wipes for uh, for hygiene? Down there? Anywhere, yeah. Well, they're very helpful for cleaning your hands at restaurants when you eat something sticky. But as far as, you know, using one to take a bath. <laughs> oh, what they call a horse bath? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never done that. That being said... um, I've never done that with wet wipes, but baby wipes are very useful for that. Okay, hold on. Enlighten the masses. What's the difference? I would have figured the same things. What, what's um, actually the baby wipes? I think are more or less sanitary because the wet wipes have some sort of you know antibacterial oh, stuff do? into in them. Well, no, because they have disinfecting wipes. Yeah. So wet wipes, I think they're just moisturized with some. That's what I think. Wet wipes and baby wipes are the same. I don't know. Maybe we'll do research on it. Uh, baby wipes are better, though, because they, they tear, they tear, they don't tear as much. So they, they so actually don't break thing. down. So don't throw, don't put them down the toilet. But, you know, if you're giving yourself a horse bath with one, you know, they don't break as often. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't you want a flushing? Wouldn't you want it to break apart? You do. That's why they say that don't flush so, those things. So don't, don't put baby wipes in there? Yeah, don't put oh, baby wipes okay. down oh, yeah. the toilet because they don't break apart like toilet paper does. Yeah. And the same thing with paper towels and tissues. Apparently, they don't break down the way toilet paper does, and it was clogging all the sewer systems. Oh, okay. Oh, but geez. now you can buy toilet paper again. It's not a big deal. Well, I remember a few years ago, um, I had family visit, and my cousin I was real close with, like, uh, he was using my bathroom or something like that, and he he comes in with a box of wet wipes, and I'm just like, what are you doing? I got toilet paper, man. He's like, uh, no, like, I need these. Like, so so he, as far as I, I know, he uses strictly wet wipes. They do make flushable wipes, but they're not the same as regular wet wipes. They're made out of a different material. Well, I'm getting hung up on just using them for down there, man, because it's like... It's was, like, you, don't you want to feel dry afterwards? Yeah, it's just like, so what am I going to do? Am I going to have to wipe with TP just to, like, dry that off? Because if you're... Did you I don't know. Some people use bidets, and that's weird to me. Well, did you ever watch uh, the movie Demolition Man? No. Okay. I know of it, but I've never watched it. Well, there's a, you know, um, Sylvester Stallone's character, uh, I forgot his name. He has a really cool, cool guy name. Is that the one where it's like Judge Dredd or Judge no. Doom? No, no, no. That, that's a different one. That's, that's a different, different same same role. It's actually, not as, it's actually more badass than, than Judge Dredd. His was goofy. His sidekick was Rob Schneider, if that tells you anything. But anyway, mm-hmm. well, no. Rob Schneider was in Demolition Man too. Wow, but it's Sandra Bullock in it. But anyway, so the whole big thing there—he's trying to use the bathroom. He's like, "You guys are out of toilet paper." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" And then he's like, "Oh yeah, primitive humans. You know, back in, this is like 2030 or something. I can't remember." Yeah, because he like goes forward in time or something. They like that. freeze him cryogenically. Uh, yeah, because uh, his uh, as a cop, let's not get into that for now. He rants anyway. way too much. So the whole bit there is like they're telling like, "Oh no, now the society has advanced. We use three seashells." So in the bathroom, there's three seashells, and somehow, some way, that's used to 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 wipe yourself. And it's never it's brought up again as a jokey thing, but it's never sort of defined. And since I've seen that in the movie, I've been obsessed with finding out how is there a way? Did they do they know something that we don't know? 
how to use three shells in Is that why, like, a bunch of old ladies, you go to their houses and they got, you know, the little seashells on the back of the toilet? <laughs> yeah. You see with... the kid. You know what? I'm going to ask Nana next time. Like, hey, Nana. Nana's just anybody's old lady. Like, <laughs> if you have seashells in your bathroom, if you have a starfish. I think I think one of my grandmas did have the seashells on the back of her toilet. <laughs> you know what? That, dude, that, that, I've had family members or I've been in houses that had that. Yeah. And it's all like, maybe it's, you know, it's. They give the illusion of they're giving you a beach vibe, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's like no, there's a there's some uh, um, collusion going on there. We're gonna have to investigate that. But anybody that has, a, and they have starfishes there too. Those worry me because starfish seems like more like a reusable douche or something. Anyway, so <laughs> the seashells, um, toilet paper. We weren't hoarding ninety nine. Uh, the end of the world as we know it. I remember uh, New Year's Eve. I was at somebody's house. Uh, a friend that we met that. It's funny because right around the summertime, they moved up, for, up there from down south. They're LA people. Mm-hmm. And so we vibed over, like, hey, we're LA um, people too. So me and my sister, my sister bonded with the, the, the girl that I bonded with the guy. We were about, the, we were in the same grade, similar class, we were together. And this dude, I remember he was big into 182, Blink 182. I remember that. He used to like color his hair all the time. And I was just thinking, like, you know, it's funny because at that era, that's when I started realizing about race. Like before then, I used to have friends of all races, whatever. And I didn't think nothing weird. If you would have asked me, like, hey, how many Asian friends you had? It would have been like, what kind of dumb question? I don't know what that means. They were just mm-hmm. like, we're all different different people, whatever. But when I moved to Oregon, that was the first time where I sort of had the realization, like, oh, my God, I'm the only minority in this room. It was like a sea of white people. And I'm the only little kid there uh, from the hood. And, and I get people asking me, like, hey, oh, you're from L.A.? It's like, oh, man, how many times have you been in jail? And I'm like, what? So they watch way too many <laughs> How many games are you in? <laughs> How many gangs, plural, are you in? It's like, okay, first off, why would you be in more than one gang unless you're some kind of weird double spy? You know? Yeah, you're a double agent there. And, and so this kid was, I remember, like, he was one of the whitest Hispanics I ever knew because he was very, and we kind of got into it. But anyway, he was, it was him and, and, and the girl, and it was another older girl that came to visit, but she lived in L.A., I believe. And their mom had, like, married this guy. So this was their stepdad. And they were pretty well off. I can't remember what kind of company he had. But... He had a very cool, like, like mansion, like, in the mountains. And we used to go visit. I had a PlayStation at that time. But I remember he had this setup where the CRT TVs, there's no flat TVs. But he had one TV for each station for each one of his um, video game systems. So he had wow. one for the PlayStation, one for the Nintendo 64, and one for the Dreamcast at that time. Oh, Sega Dreamcast. And he had, um, that'll be a video game episode. <laughs> but he had a setup for each each one. And then he had... um. Oh, he had um right next to the, like this the pool room, and he had a theater room. Wow! He had a room with like the, the big uh, puffy leather couches and uh, TV. That's the first time I saw the Blair Witch Project. I think <laughs> oh, it God. came out around that time, but I remember I was past it. And yeah, I, 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 I never watched that. It, it's one so, of those it now it's gimmicky. Dumb. It, it kind of is. It had some cool elements because it was one of those. Uh, found footage movies and you know that kind and, of uh, like I remember seeing the previews and thinking that's gonna make me sick. Oh, that shaky, yeah, that shaky, yeah. yeah. But, I started kind anyway. of that, that <laughs> but so I watched it in the theater, and so they were very well off, and they were kind of uh, it was the first time in kind of seeing that uh, behind the scenes almost celebrity life, and it was pretty cool. But I remember the video games where you play on the PlayStation and you play you know, Tony Hawk or something, and then you get bored and you switch over to the to the. Diddy Kong Racing or Mario 64 on the 64. I mean, it's badass enough you have all the systems, right? Because mm-hmm. growing up, you know, you have to choose. You're either a Nintendo guy or a Sega guy. And this dude just like, 
why not all? You know, why not all of them? Like, oh, that's lame. So <laughs> we stayed there New Year's Eve, and the parents had went off to like an adult party. And I remember that the mom told us like, um, all right, when we come back home, you know, we'll take you guys home because they had to come down the mountain, and um, uh, we were only like 15, 20 minutes away. But pretty much, he said like, if you guys, this is the thing, we're fifteen years old, and you know they have a pool, and they have a liquor cabinet, and they're like, if you guys drink, you got to stay here. So like. Um, they're not saying don't drink, but you know, you guys are you guys are adults. We had somebody from our high school hanging out who was trying to hook up with uh, the girl all night. And my sister played like keep away. Mm-hmm. He basically was the because this girl was like wasted. I mean, she couldn't walk, and this dude and she had you know she liked the dude, <clears throat> and the dude liked her back. But it was basically like my sister was like you're not gonna take advantage of her. So my sister mm-hmm. was pretty much like she was the cock blocker. Oh yeah, she blocked that cock line. She did a hell of a job. And mm-hmm. and me, I just wanted to join. And I, don't, I guess I don't remember if we drank or not. It doesn't matter. But it was the whole. New Year's Eve, 99. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they got home and they dropped us off at um, our parents' house because we were there for the whole, the, you know, the end of the world. And I remember he joking, like, you don't give a shit about much at that point. But you're like, well, if the world ends, so what, whatever. And, and mm-hmm. spoiler, it didn't end. 20 years plus, the world didn't end. Then it was supposed to end <clears> again <throat> in 2012. Oh, the buying calendar? Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, we made miscalculations. 2000. All right, you know what? Just shut up, okay? Like, I'll just wait till it ends at this point. So fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> I remember because uh, it was supposed to be like, I forget the exact date in 2012, but it's supposed to happen at like um, five, six o'clock or something like that. Mm. And uh, I, I remember I was visiting my brother and uh, it was like 559. It's like, <clears throat> okay, 559. It's like, gave Mark a kiss. And it's like, okay, bye everybody. I love you. <laughs> Wait. Okay, it's six o'clock. Were we still good? Six, so, 6.01. Oh, we missed it. <laughs> yeah damn we missed the end of the world oh that sucks don't you hate it when that happens you're like you're all dressed up you're like oh it's not today dang it. or they do the whole like uh we're holding in for this is a Seinfeld episode too by the way but they do a whole like I'm celebrating the new millennium and it's like well you know the new millennium doesn't start till the year 2000 so technically you, you reserve the party for the uh, New Year's Eve 2000 you know so like um, December 31st 2000 not December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. So like, so you messed up. And, and <laughs> oh, I, I'm still not a complete on that, but I kind of understand it. But yeah, the world didn't end, and you know, the world moved on. And we lived in, a, in that house a couple months. That was the first time I had my own my own uh, room. And then we moved um, like twenty minutes away to another town. It was, it was a little more preoccupied. It was they actually had roads because where we lived, it was all gravel. Mm-hmm. So we actually moved where they had roads. And I was still spoiled because it was only two blocks away. Our high school was there. We sit on our front porch. You can see our high school. Mm-hmm. And spoiler, but I missed a ton of school because I'm just that lazy, right? So this was 2000. Uh, so I finished my sophomore year at that school. And I was very much, you know, the rebel, the cool kid. Um, I kind of learned my, my lesson from the previous school. And so I did It was Monroe, Oregon, which I remember seeing signs. It was the, the Christmas tree capital of the world. which huh. was. And I remember as you go into the town, it's not a city, a town. They had a sign that said population like 200 something. So they had more Christmas trees than they had people. Uh, it seems like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely seemed like it. That's where my uncle lived. That's who kind of brought us in. Um, oh yeah, I, I was almost ready to jump to that. But so the way my dad kind of moved us up, um, I still remember we're 99. I'm happy. I got a I got a potential playmate. You know what I mean? My, my best friend. And, you know, we got, got a free summer of video games and, you know, uh, pornography. And it's going to be great. I have my eight-hour porno tape. Like, dude, I hadn't gotten stolen by then. <laughs> We hadn't gotten uh, uh, repossessed by my parents. I swear to God, there, there's something they're not letting up. I can't wait till my de- their deathbed where, 
That sounds awful. And so it's under their bed. <laughs> They're like, son, here's your, your porno tape. Like, you bastards, I've been waiting 20 years for this. I don't know. <laughs> but so, you know, I have my friend. And so my dad went up there first to kind of scope it out and try to find work and stuff. And he sent for me and my, my sister, the oldest girl. Basically, I remember I didn't even have a permit at that time, but we had this beat up Buick Century. It was like an 88 white Buick Century. And I drove my mom to like the travel agency. We bought plane tickets for, for um, her and I, my sister and I. It was like a week later, I think. And we didn't think nothing, nothing of it. Oh, we're fine at work. We just, this is how, our, this is how dumb kids are, right? You can only think so far ahead, like, oh, hey, we're going to, or- to Oregon, I guess. What is that? I don't know, another state or whatever. So we fly out to Oregon <laughs> and they pick us up in Portland. It's like a two hour drive down to Monroe, Oregon. And on the drive back, you know, we never even met this dude, right? We, at least my dad's there, but we met this dude and his wife. Like, oh, hey, we're so-and-so. Yeah, good for you. So we're in their, their truck, the pickup truck, and we're driving home. And we stopped to get gas. And we're like, oh, we're, we're getting gas. And uh, you know what gas, getting gas is, right? You go and you, that's kind of the emphasis, you pump your gas. Not right? in Oregon. In Oregon and Jersey, it's illegal. Well, I think they changed it in Jersey or Oregon. No, they changed it in Oregon last year. Did they? Yeah. So now it's... it's, it's yeah, because I remember a bunch of jokes about how people in, Portland, or in Oregon don't know how to pump gas. Yeah, there was massive... This is fake news. There was massive, uh, like, uh, people broke down or just side of the road, like, I don't know how to pump my gas. And so, like, mm-hmm. there's lines where people, they had to do, like, a like emergency, um, teach people how to pump your gas, you know. But, it, so, yeah, you're used to, you, you, pump, you know how to pump your gas. I'm not going to go into those mechanics. But, so, we pull up to the pump, and, you know, we're talking to our dad or whatever, and I guess we just kind of, okay, we're getting gas. And so, your mind sits on that, and you just sort of push that idea out of the mind. So, you're just kind of focused on the here and now. But now we see a stranger walking up to the driver's side window. It's like, hey, there's some some guy we don't know. He's walking up here. All right, he's getting really close. And then you're from L.A., so right away, anybody that, if you don't get like a 20-foot radius mm-hmm. around you. You're in your, your, they're in your personal space. You're, you're going to get shot or stabbed or violated or something. You're going to get your personal space get violated. So like, no, dude, you need to back the hell up. So And I remember I'm getting nervous, and I think I told my dad, like, hey, what's that guy doing? It's like. So I started, I'm not, I don't even know where I got it from, but I started reaching for my gun, you know. I'm an L.A. boy, you got your own gun. You know, the last day of school, they give you your gun and your, your diploma. And so I'm waiting there, and so it pulls up. And so I think my dad kind of explained to him, he's like, they pump your gas? Like, how inept are you, how in how backwoods are Oregonians that you can't pump your own gas? You know mm-hmm. I mean? But, you know, you get used to that idea, and, and then you get spoiled, because then now you just, everywhere you pull up, like, all right, uh, all right, the help. Go ahead and pump mm-hmm. my gas. And it's always a kid right out of high school, <laughs> and you know he's, they, they wear the the safety vest on, so so you don't shoot them, I guess. And and it was funny because once we started kind of coming to visit to uh, um, California, <laughs> we'd sit there at the pump for like we wait there for like a couple minutes, like these lazy sobs, goddamn California. <laughs> that's why you guys are. They're like, oh wait, we wait, we gotta do it ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta do our own damn self, like some like some kid. animal. Yeah. So sophomore year. I finish it up at that school, and I'm a completely rebel. I don't like it. Um, but I remember shop class. I started talking to this kid. This this is one of those kids that, like, straight from Mexico, so he's got the, the accent on it. And it's funny. He's one of these idiots that would, like, make fun of other Mexicans. And it's kind of like, dude, your accent is worse than, than I could even comprehend. Oh, he'd make fun of how they can't speak well If ever think about like, how they're poor. Because that was another, other, like, straight Mexican kid that used to be in our class. And he disappeared after a few months. We bumped into him like a year later, and he just kind of dropped out of school and went to like, but he he would be money. And so this kid that I that would, I started talking to, 
He's the one that would be like, kind of like, oh no, I bet the immigration got him and stuff like that. And I'm like, and they missed you, dude? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Like, uh, it was kind of like, oh man. And then, you know, Maybe that was his way to feel more American was to bash, and, bash yeah. on Mexicans. Well, not only like that, but it was a lot to sort of keep attention away from him, for sure. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. And so that was shop class. And so little by little, we started kind of talking. And he was one of those, and, and it was one of those where I told him, hey man, where can we get some weed? You know, like, let's be for real. And so, he, he got me connected with this guy, and, and this guy, very quickly, we moved on to meth, because this guy was a drug dealer, and so it was like, it was almost, it was almost like the, the, the Taco Bell situation it was like, hey, how about some meth? Like, okay. Like, you know, like, and so we started doing that, and then we started just talking to these girls, that they used to do meth a lot, and so we started hanging out with them, and that did it, that's not what affected my schoolwork, it was just pretty much me being disillusioned with it, you know, like, mm-hmm. I would, that's what makes it real stupid, that the school was right down the down the line and, and I'm sure most people know how how high school works where you have to get credits right mm-hmm. it's not enough to be like it, some classes are pass no pass it's not like elementary school where you just have to be there you just not wet and, yourself too and, bad you know ace the test or pass the tests you know you have to have and not credits eat, not eat too much glue you know there's a certain mm-hmm. you could eat a glue was delicious paste is delicious like don't let yourself fool and, and sniffing you know the, the little markers that smell like Chocolate. Oh, those Sharpies? Yeah, the little Sharpies. Oh, I remember those ones that smelled like different things. Blueberry and cherry. I always had like, you know, yeah, you marks on my nose. Yeah. <laughs> Beth, were you sniffing the markers? Hey, they smelled like great. They were good. Okay, this is confession time, Beth. And again, you don't have to answer your to. Did you ever taste them? No. Okay, I did. I totally want to know if they did. I mean, I'm not even going like, I mean, you know, yeah, they t- They smelled great, but... You, you were know, smart enough I still to know. had that voice in my head that says, just because it smells that way doesn't mean it's going to taste that way. It's a marker first, right? <laughs> I th- actually, I think I did have someone else in the class taste them, and he's like, don't do that. Oh, Beth, you are... Yeah, you're way smart. That's why I like having you show. You're get somebody else to do it first. Yeah. No, I was that kid that was like, hey, tell you, me, how about you... Well, you were probably the kid that tasted it and said, don't do that. Not only that, but that would continue tasting. Like, maybe as the smell wears down, it tastes better. I'm one of those that, like, you know, don't touch the hot stove. And, like, three years later, like, my hand is bandaged up because, like, okay, maybe I thought I would have built resilience better. I'm going to get for that kid. But I remember the black ones always smelled like licorice and they smelled awful. Yeah, licorice. No one, no one that, liked yeah. the black ones, but everyone still smelled them because they smelled so awful. What's it's like you know even now where people are like oh my god this tastes like shit and it's like here taste it like I don't want to like I'll take your word for it man yeah one of the the blue collar comedians they were talking about that the courtesy smell <laughs> courtesy smell yeah it's like you know you, you with your buddies you say something and it stinks it's like oh man and then you say smell this and it's like of course you know you know you shouldn't you know you shouldn't smell it but you smell it anyway because later on. You're going to repay the favor and say you have something that smells, and they would have to smell it because you did the courtesy smell. Yeah, if they don't do it, then you cut them out of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the best way to sort of determine if you have friends or like um, just acquaintances or friendly acquaintances. Where nowadays, I'm well, I'm not sure, but like if, if you're eating something or you try something and it's great, you, you know, somebody you sit next to you, you'd be like, hey, give this a try, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to assume, but with Mark, would you like to say, like, hey, try this out or whatever? Yeah, I do that with that with Mark and a couple of my friends. And friends, too. yeah, exactly. But there's, there's if you're, like, at a bus stop or something. <laughs> a stranger, maybe not so much. Yeah, but if you have something like, uh, oh, man, this pen just bled all over me. Like, hey, give this a try. And they're like, oh, thanks a lot. Like, yeah, kiss my ass. I don't care. Like, you're, you get upset. It doesn't matter to me. 
So that's how you can. If there's somebody you know, this is like the Tony uh, uh, tip of the day. If you have somebody that only has you try out bad stuff or bad taste, bad smells, they're just an acquaintance. You know? If you think you're your better uh, relationship, it's not. <laughs> cut, cut, cut Until run. they try your bad smells, you know that's a better relationship. What's one of those like mutual like negative relationships? You know, mm-hmm. it's like one of those when you go to work and like, hey, fuck face, like whatever asshole, like mm-hmm. you know, you just mm-hmm. know what to expect. If they're if they're on fire, you're just gonna walk by. Like, look, if I feel like it, I'll let somebody else know. Like, hey, by the way, dude's on fire. Mm-hmm. But you know, but if there's somebody that you're real friendly with, you share both good and bad. That's kind of like part of your best relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mainly because if you have a plate, you don't want to share it. But it's worse. <laughs> but yeah, getting back to smells. Like I remember when we were kids, me and my brother. My dad had this cigar oh, that nice. was in this plastic tube to like you know keep it fresh. I guess now they just shrink wrap them. But um, he just never smoked it. It was just like for it, it was in our junk drawer. He oh, okay. he yeah. didn't smoke it for a long time. Like we had it for a long time before he actually smoked it. Yeah. And but me and my brother, it smelled so bad. Me and my brother used to dare each other, go smell dad's cigar. <laughs> <laughs> or is it like see how long you can smell it? Kind of? It's like you open it, you sniff it. Oh god, no, put yeah. it back. Yeah, so that's funny. And was it even like partially lit? Like you had tried something? No, or? no, it wasn't a refryer or anything like that. It's just you know, a lot of cigars just have really strong smells. And do they get? Well, I'm not. You, you just you probably know a little more than I do. Does it get like? more pungent as time goes on like it's either breaking actually down or drying it, out. it gets weaker as time goes on as it dries out yeah that's true yeah that, that makes sense i was kind of thinking because i know a lot of people have humidifiers mm-hmm. to keep it that kind of what that is yeah my dad he he smokes cigars a lot more now than we were as kids but i went through a phase where i'd get a cigar and smoke with him oh shoot man that's cool like, i was like did you do your right out of, right out of high school? Did you do your Groucho Marx expression? No. Impression? <laughs> I like how we do dated stuff for people like Groucho, Groucho yeah, Marx. Groucho who? If you're <laughs> kind of cool, you would go and just have your your phone or whatever, just Google that kind of stuff. No, by then I was old enough to not do stuff like that. But when we were younger, um, my mom worked at this um, this health club, and the her manager had a, had his first child, and so they gave everyone cigars. Oh, okay. you know the. Yeah. New dad, new dad, give out the cigars. So, um, they're in our glove box in my mom's car for the longest time, and we used to have to go to work with my mom in the morning. She would take a break and take us to school. So we'd be oh. sitting in the car, hoping mom forgot that she needed to take us to school. <laughs> yeah, and we'd be like playing with the cigars. We were, I was, I was in seventh grade. Oh, okay. And my brother uh, was in high school, so we're like, you know, holding the cigar still wrapped up yeah. to our mouth, pretending to talk and have it fall out into our lap. And it's like we only did it when people were walking by. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to try and get responses <laughs> from it. It was, it was funny. Yeah, it's one of those, as kids, we used to do a thing too where um, my dad had this truck and it had a cage, like it was a cage in the back because the guy you got it from got it for his dogs, I believe. Mm-hmm. And my dad kind of has the, the story more in depth. It's kind of it's kind of a sad thing, or whatever. But he used to have this cage, and you know, it was six of us. So when we go to the store, it'd be my dad and my mom, and the youngest sister in the front, the little baby. And that's why usually we didn't travel that much like that. But it'd be like nowadays, I think it's even way more difficult to do. But we'd lie down in the bed, you know, because mm-hmm. we had a camper or truck, and that was way especially in Oregon. It was much cleaner, I guess. And he used to put like little um, uh, sofa seat or the truck seat. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Downstairs, when you come in, you see that chair in the front. Did you ever? We'll, we'll watch it when we walk out. Yeah. 
He's on the patio. Well, he put like these two uh, oh, four okay. by fours on the bottom to make it like a like a just a chair. But it's hella comfy, but we've had it for years, years. And so he, you know, without the legs, he would throw it in the back, and and, and it's cool because we drive around. We we're like bouncing around, which mm-hmm. is like, yeah, why do I have brain damage? Like, let me count the legs. So, and on this cage, one of my favorite things to do would be in the back, and and you know that's our vehicle. So we'd be like on the freeways in L.A. So we, and one of my favorite things to do, you know, we'd be in the back, we'd have all the groceries in the back. One of the things to do would be in the freeway, like I'd stand up in the cage, <laughs> and then I'd rattle the cage, <laughs> and I'd bash it like in a frantic way, and I'd be like, help, help, oh my God, they're kicked in. And to me, it's the funniest thing in the world. I don't know if my parents, parents are probably like, stop it, stop it, stop it. Well, it's kind of, kind of well, they can't reach me because there's no access to it. It's mm-hmm. just like. You didn't have that little window yeah, that slides. Yeah, there's no window. Like, I mean, I'm sure they tap, and I look over like, what? And I do that whole like. You know, hunch my shoulder like what? Like what's what's the big deal? You know? But it's one of my favorite things, and that's kind of where you could totally get more of my my sort of antics of being like a almost like an an attention whore. You know what I mean? Like always like I don't do it so much. To I like even now what I like to I like to entertain people. Like one of the worst things I like to be is in a group of people and one being alienated. You know, like whether mm-hmm. oh like they don't know about video games, so we're just not going to talk to them. Like, that's kind of bummy. And so I always like to include people just to. Because I know what it feels like to nobody pay attention to you like that. Mm-hmm. So, I, whatever situation, young, old, you know, whatever race, uh, gender, I always like to make them included. You know? And if they, of course, if they don't want to be, because I'm one of those, like, if I don't want to talk to you, I don't want to talk to you. And, I, mm-hmm. and I'm a rude ass when I would be like, can you just not talk to me? Mm-hmm. I've done that before, and they get this hurt look on the face, and it, it builds up my pride a little bit, like, fuck that guy. Anyway, mm-hmm. but, so I do that kind of still where I'd sit there and, like, rattle on the kid. It was always funny to me. I kind of skipped it too, but so in middle school, I remember one time, and this was pre-drugs too, but you know, we have a, did you you guys ever do the little Lucas, the little powder stuff? Tamarind, lemony I, stuff? I had friends that did, but I did not. Well, they're called Lucas, and they're little, they're very soft. They probably got tons of lead on them. Always joke, but they're usually like Mexican candy. You know, mm-hmm. there's a ton of Mexican candies in. Yeah, I remember like, I think I tasted one once. I didn't like, you know, pour the whole thing in my mouth like Just my little, friends did. Yeah. And they're they're like they said yeah it's Mexican candy so I was expecting it to be sweet, but it was like oh. really salty. Yeah, what kind of candy is that? Another thing, like it's not Mexican candy; it's it's Mexican uh, seasoning. Is what yeah, it is. yeah, it is. Well, there's one that's like pure lemon, and it's all white. Remember one time we were going on a food? I don't know where we were going on a food trip, but you know, I either I had it or somebody had it, and I don't know if somebody dared it or said something, but I straight up like put a little line and I snorted it. Oh, I snorted a line of lemon Lucas. And like you, you actually snorted it. I snorted it. No, I didn't pretend nothing. Tony don't play that. <laughs> oh, God. So I snorted it and like, dude, my brain was on fire. It felt like a shotgun blast in my brain. Like I remember I was right. I was like, um, just in pain. I, like my eye teared up. Like my eye. And everyone laughed. So I got, I guess, my intended reaction. But it, I've never done <laughs> so it again. I never will. Just thinking the thought process that made this seem like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just said like, well, Tony, you're like, okay, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Enough said. Just Enough go back said. to the story because yeah. you can't explain it. Yeah. <laughs> so I snorted this and I'm, I'm I'm just rolling around in pain and like my ear teared up and I've never done that again. But a few years later, then they're like, yeah, cocaine, why not? You know, math, why not? And so, um, so sophomore year, I really struggled with school. Um, I got like 10 minutes. So let's kind of wrap this up. Nobody cares about school anymore. So I, I was getting really disillusioned. I got my first car, family car. It was a Buick Century. got my... My driving permit. I like how, I don't know if that was California law, so maybe that you could give me some insight on that. But for Oregon, anyway, I'm a big driving fan. Spoiler alert, I failed my first driving test the first time. Okay. One I remember, 
I, I went across the railroad tracks without stopping. <laughs> He's like, dude, I knew there was no train coming. So like, eh. Um, That's not a law in California. So. You have to slow, uh, at least slow down. Basically, like slow down. Left. But you know, no, I flew it. It's got the arms away. there to stop you. You just gotta <laughs> yeah. not go around the arms. <laughs> well, for like a block before that, I'm looking left. I'm looking right. I like how I did the opposite right now. Nobody knows that, but I looked right <laughs> well, when I said from left. my perspective, it was left and right. Yeah, that's what I did. I mirrored it anyway. <laughs> so, and and all my sisters passed the first run, I believe, if I remember. Um, but I failed the first time because I did that. I did the whole California stop where it's like I didn't stop 100% at the stop sign, which is like, dude, it's I'm using momentum right as it comes back. So, and I can't remember. I'm trying what to save other. gas. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I guess Oregon had was better gas prices at the time. I don't know. So I failed the first time, but as soon as I got my permit, one of the first things, like for the first three months or something, you can't have any other drivers that's not like a supervisor or something, like, you know, an adult or something, an adult, yeah, over 21 with the license. And of course, the minute I got my permit, I drove by my buddy's house, hey man, get, get your ass in, clown. <laughs> and my Buick Century was awesome because I could cram in, well, I didn't even have to cram in, I could fit in six people, three in the front, three in the back. But more than often, I'd have four in the back and stuff like that. And we'd go flying up through the mountain and driving around. So big, big freedom, right? So and that was my sophomore year. And I was two blocks down the street. But once in a while, I would take my car anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's just to be a cool kid. Like, like I could not only do I ditch school, but I, the fear of getting caught, I just drive off. Like, there's mm-hmm. no, we didn't have any enforcement agents and all that. Um, and I, so I was the cool kid. Even with that one uh, kid that I told you that I used to, like, make fun of Mexicans. Uh, pretty much, you know, we got drugs. He used to drive too, but he, he was very scared. He was one of those that really bugged me. He would always act tough, but when the, when it came, he came to right time, down to it, he was chicken. Yeah, we had a Valentine's Day dance. Not, I don't even like going to school on a regular day, but one of our other friends he wanted to go because it was a girl he was really hot, hot up on, and he was like, and I wasn't really thinking about girls that time. I was very self destructive. I was doing drugs. I just very disillusioned. I just didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't know I don't want to do nothing. I wanted to have money so I could buy more drugs, and. Like, uh, I still remember it was a Valentine's Day dance. This kid, like, yo, let's go, let's go. He's like, no, you gotta pay like five, ten, fifteen bucks to get in for what? I don't want to go, I'm not gonna dance. There's nobody there that I, you know, I'm sure there's girls that I'd be attracted to, but like, so what? So, like, no, let's go. So, anyway, we borrowed the, I'm gonna call them the Mexican kids. The Mexican kids, uh, his dad's pickup truck got like this 80 something F250. He had real cool torque on it. So, it's one of those like, you peel out, and of course, I'm mm-hmm. peeling out on it all day. So, um, and it's his truck, so fuck your dad. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, why are my tires bald? <laughs> yeah, why are they bald? I just put them in last weekend. New tires, man. So we go pick up um, our friend, the one that wants to go to the party, or the party, the, the, the dance. And I don't know who had her. We picked up, but we had a case of beer, of course. Duh. We had Bud Lights because we're classy like that. <laughs> well, we're, and, and it's, you know, it's pitch black and it's a party. This just tells you how dumb kids are. But and whenever, I'm going to say this every time I talk about this, but whenever I talk about drugs or alcohol, and I might say it with the grin on my face, but I'm in no way condoning it. Like, mm-hmm. it, to me, it's dumb. That's why I like telling you that you're completely against drugs. It's, oh, yeah. it's not a choice. I'm I'm one of those that I self-medicate even to this day, but it's, it's terrible. And, and I don't say it with the glee because the, the negative far outweigh the positive, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we're driving around. We're chugging beers because we want to get nice and loose for the party, I guess. And we're driving around. And I still remember something. This Mexican kid. I, I busted, so we're sitting, I'm the driver, and our friend wants to go, and, and he's a real cool dude, Nick, I think his name is, and that Mexican kid, and a couple times I'm looking out, because I'm actually a good driver, I'm looking out at the side view mirrors, and I see him pouring the beer out. He's, so he was pretending to drink it? Oh, 
death. Like, come on, dude. No one wants you to... You're taking away from our drinking capacity. You just want to sit there and be the sober... Dude, I don't care, man. I don't think less of you or more of you. It's just... But you're throwing away good beer, man. <laughs> well, Bud Light's not good beer. Well, true that. True that. <laughs> yeah. no, you're throwing away that. beer. It's got alcohol in it, and you're throwing it away. That's... And you put it in parentheses, beer. Like You're, you're putting away alcoholic water, right? There you so, go. And, and so he's pouring it. And I remember a couple times, because we're gentlemen, we pull off the side of the road to take a piss or whatever, and we're standing off to the back of the truck, and, and, and we're not nobody gay, man. Watch. Yeah, nobody looked like, nobody, don't cross the streams, bro. <laughs> but it's very much like where I'm watching this dude like taking full bottle because you you know if you're a drinker or you're an alcoholic you can tell when something has volume in it man mm-hmm. and he's throwing and, and it's spilling out as it's spinning in the air and I'm just watching it like the alky in me is like no dude like don't even crack it open man hold the one beer for the rest of the night and, and I remember he got busted or I seen him and I didn't call him out I gave him the look kind of like what the F are you even doing he gave me the look kind of like don't rat me out and I'm just kind of like but you're throwing away beer, man. Like, <laughs> so we're driving around. We get nice and loose. We get nice and drunk, and we ended up, you know, having sex with each other. Put it out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Spoiler curveball. Make sure you're listening. But so we get to the party. We pay to get in, which is bogus. And, uh, and obviously, he gets shot. It was funny. We're sitting in the bleachers because it's in the gym. It's it's cliche. Every every movie you watch, every... where all the girls are on one side and all the boys are on the other yeah. side. Yeah, pretty much. And you know the light get soft and they're playing all the hits I guess I don't know but I, I remember we're sitting on the bleachers watching this guy get completely shut down I don't remember if he got slapped in the face or I put that in my head just because it would be funnier just like look if you're going to go pathetic go all the way I don't think we talked to anybody I think we were in and out maybe 10 minutes if that and that's being very generous but he's like alright let's go and it's like what? and I think we're like what happened dude like she turned you down and like let's just go man so anyway we get in the car and I remember in the truck I remember we pull out the parking lot, the school parking lot, and of course I peel out because I'm cool like that. Mm-hmm. And we get to the corner stop sign, and I pull out again, peel out, and to drive him home because we have to take like another ride and go up the road. Well, after the second ride, here what we call in the hood, we get the burps and cherries. So the cop, the cop, mm-hmm. the burps are the burp, burp, and the cherries is the red lights. Mm-hmm. So we get the. So you got the burps. I got the burps and cherries. So the cop pulls me over, and, and I'm still buzzing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I remember like. I've always had, I don't know if I still have it, but I used to have this ability where I would like sober up kind of like all of a sudden, you know, I'm nice and loose. I'm, I'm bobbing. I like my balance is off. And all of a sudden I'm like straight up, you know, hand on the steering wheel. Cause you know, you know, not, not only am I a minority too, but you know, like license registration and you got to be careful, but never mind the alcohol, my bread. I'm just kind of no gum, no nothing. So it pulls me over and I'm just like, what was the problem? And then it's like, uh, well, I noticed, you know, you, you peeled out over there and I, and I do I'm a good liar, whatever. Mm, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I accidentally... Well, my, my foot slipped off the clutch or something. You're pretty close. Like, you know, it's my friend's truck, so I'm like, oh, it's my buddy's dad's truck. You know, I'm not used to the to the torque, so I accidentally... You know, I gave it too much gas, and he says, like, but twice? And that's when I was like, look, I hung myself. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to fight. Like, you know, I almost, like, just bow my hand, just put my hand on, like, just give me the ticket. You know, mm-hmm. just end it. And so, you know, he gives me the ticket, and, and we're good. You know, we drive off, and on the drive home, I, I remember telling the guys, like, you guys are putting in on this, like, why? We didn't tell you to pull out, like, don't be like that, man. Mm-hmm. We put in money on the beer. We put in money on the, it's bros to the end. And so then we have sex. No, spoiler. We drop yeah. them off, drop off buddy, and then I drove my car home, I guess. But My so. friend has a rule that if we're all in the car and she gets a speeding ticket, if she's driving, everyone has to put in for it. If, unless you say, I, I, I specifically am telling you not to speed. 
Yeah, I'm not in a hurry to get where we go. She's like, no one told me to slow down when I was speeding, <laughs> so we're all putting in on this. So whenever we get in the car for a road trip, we go, not it. And that's what it is? Yeah. That's, you know, or I'll say, you know, I, I insist that you follow all road and safety laws. <laughs> so, <laughs> She's like, oh, man. <laughs> so, so you're not a backseat driver. You're more like a backseat uh, driving instructor kind of. Like, or just, you know, washing my hands of the situation. You should print out, like, little cards and just be like, uh, by stepping foot in your car, like when you get a yeah. driver, by stepping foot in this vehicle, you are to obey all and every traffic rules. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Like by agreeing story. to be the driver, you have agreed to follow all traffic and safety laws. Yeah, so I get like, to have my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I'm driving that my sophomore year. I fought off a lot. It's funny. So I started my, yeah, I'm going to have to go up there pretty much. We're already at that hour. So I finished, the, yeah, you know, we'll keep it up there. That's pretty good. So don't drink and drive. That's my moral story. Yeah. Over, over and over again, like, I got tons of drinking and driving stories, and none of them are, like, heroic or nothing. They're all stupid and brain scheme. And I'll, I'll talk about, I don't know if like a drug episode, but kind of the dumb shit I've done. But it's, it's not a cool thing. If you think If you think it's cool, it's probably not. It's one of those just the same with, like, nicknames. If you give yourself a nickname or you call yourself cool, you you automatically not mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, in the military, you're not supposed to give yourself a nickname. If you do, you're just a tool. I mean, if they call you diaper boy because like you wet yourself all the time when you drink, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you're diaper boy, and <laughs> either move on from that moniker or not. You know, uh, yeah, let's just cut that off, Beth. So that'll be the end of the. It's Tony Shava from Jive as Alien. Look me up on Instagram at Jive as Alien. Thank you guys for listening again. Beth, any, any parting words for our people? Mine's just don't drink and drive. That's just easy. Um, Wear a mask, don't drink and drive. <laughs> uh, yeah, drugs are bad. Oh, yeah, Mr. Mac, drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. But yeah, uh, just mm. goodbye and thanks for all the fish. Oh, you know what? I do have some fish in the, in the fridge, so I'm going to hook you up. No, no, you're not in the fridge. Well, you spoiled it. It's, <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> all right, guys, thanks a lot right, for listening to Jive Out of the Alien. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.